When you're smiling. Hey, you. Bubbly sparkling water is crisp, refreshing, and perfect for any occasion. Kind of like my voice, but in a can. No calories, no sweeteners, all smiles. Bubbly. Crack a smile. Hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. For today's podcast, I'm going to be talking about the movie 1917. This movie is directed by Sam Mendes. Then I'm dropping into another movie, and that is called Just Mercy. This is actually based off of a true story starring Jamie Foxx and Michael B. Jordan. And then I'm going into a little bit of sweaty comic book news where Sam Raimi, the horror man himself, the guy who directed the remake of The Evil Dead, and also the person who was behind... The Spider-Man uh, franchise, not the new one, but the one that we had back in 2002. He's back again to direct another MC, uh, another Marvel movie, and that movie is Doctor Strange 2. But before we can get into that, before we can get sweaty, let's go on ahead and talk about the movie 1917. 1917 is about these two average guys in the military, and it takes place during World War One. And they actually have to carry out a message to the uh, to the other side of the military to explain, hey, look, you guys need to go on ahead and back off because the Germans are actually leading you into a trap. And if you do not back off or anything, if you do not call your man off, you're going to lose about 1,600 people. So it's up to these two guys to go ahead and... Deliver this message. And what I have to say is this. I wish that I could have gotten a chance to see this in the movie theater so I can appreciate this more. So the way I can actually have that surround sound feel to it where you can actually feel the emotion of the characters a lot more. But I have to say, I can still feel the emotion of the characters and everything. And also, too, the mixing and the sound effects were just fantastic for this movie. It was no wonder why this thing got positive word of mouth, positive buzz. And why it was number one for a while. Not only that, but even whenever they go into the wide shots and everything, you're thinking that you're following this one guy, the, this the main guy, and because he's actually front and center. And then all of a sudden, the camera panning angles to the other person that's with him. And I actually like that. I actually like the fact that it gives you two different viewpoints where you're seeing things in perspective from the other character's point of view, but you're also seeing it from the other person's point of view as well. Then not only that, but you're also becoming engaged with each scene. It's like watching a live-action Call of Duty-type movie because of the fact it does feel like a Call of Duty-type movie in a sense because of the fact, for instance, when the camera pan angles to one part of it, you see people having conversations in one part of the bunker while the other characters, the main characters, are actually walking through the bunker. And I actually, like I said, I can appreciate that. I like the wide action shots. I don't like the fact, uh, here's the thing. With some war movies, they don't take that into perspective where they actually shoot a wide, uh, wide shot. It's mostly just glued onto just that one character close up of that person walking so we don't actually get the full context of what that character is actually seeing but because of the way that they actually shot this film because of the way that they actually gave us that wide shot and the way that the camera actually pan angles around the characters I love that it's like inviting you into the scene and then you're actually having to go into the scene and be like okay 
Are the Germans going to be attacking them this way to the right, or are they going to be attacking them to the left? Am I seeing somebody up on that hill, or is it just my imagination? So, you know, you actually have that kind of feel to it. Not only that, I like the fact that this is not one of those movies like Saving Private Ryan, or it's not, it's not like too much Hollywood, if you will. In other words, it doesn't rely on the whole entire thing where you have people shooting each other or anything like that. I love that aspect to it. Because of the fact that, you know, I feel like when they show war movies, I feel like they actually don't give you the whole entire draw of something. For example, they have a whole entire action scene of nothing but shooting and stuff like that. Don't get me wrong, that's war. But, you know, they don't glue you into the characters the way that you, you want to be glued into. Not only that, but they also do shaky camera angles. You don't really know what's going on. But... The way that Shawn Mendes invites you on this journey to try and get these guys across enemy lines to tell this other group of people to back off, I really like that. I really like the fact that they're inviting us and everything into this world and we're actually rooting for these characters. And then also, too, you know, in war, nothing lasts for forever whenever it comes down to friendships and stuff like that i feel like they executed that very well another scene that i really like is the fact that you know whenever you get whenever one of the characters is actually getting escorted to halfway where the where the enemy lines is he goes you know what i'm gonna give you a piece of advice son when you go down there and you speak to that person and tell them that they need to go on a hand and Late, uh, back their their men up. Uh, do this. Make sure you have witnesses around you. Not only that, but also like the fact too that most men are all gun ho when it comes down to war. They want to actually have their names on mantle, saying that they actually served them in the military and they actually ended this war. And I actually like that aspect. And I'm paraphrasing what that character is actually saying. But I like that aspect of, hey, this could not work out the way you think that it can work out. Just because you delivered that that letter. It does not mean that it's all set in stone that, hey, the, that we're going to back off. Because don't forget, the, journal, uh, the general and everything can actually say, well, you know what? I'm going to still send my men in and everything. Screw the letter, even though it's a direct order from... From the other person in charge. I'm going to do what I want to do. Because I want to be in the history books. To be the person that brings down this German army. Regardless of the fact of what I've seen on paper. I love that whole entire aspect. Because it hasn't really been done before. As far as I know on that part. But man. When you see this this one character. Because whenever you see this one character. Going through the lengths that he has to go through. To deliver that letter. He's the dude is just wore out. Like you can actually feel the emotion on his heart. You can feel the emotion as he's running through this city and everything to try and go through behind enemy lines. And then only that, but there's even this one scene where, you know, there's somebody up on this hill and inside this building that's shooting at him and everything, and they're going back and forth, and they actually use the gunplay to its advantage. It's not too much or anything like that. They actually use it in the way that is actually feasible for this kind of movie. And 
that's what I like about it. I like the fact that it gives you that build of, okay, did he actually take the character down with the gun and everything? Did he actually shoot that character or did he not shoot the German? And then there's that suspense of the whole entire thing of him trying to go through behind enemy lines to just to get to the other side to deliver that message. And also, too, whenever he's floating in the water and you don't see, like, whenever he goes on ahead, I, I understand that I ended up saying when he's floating in the water, but whenever he winds up jumping off this cliff and he jumps into the water and the, and basically the water just has high tides and everything, rocking back and forth, and you don't see what that character sees. All you see is him on a side view of him floating in the water on this branch, and you don't know what what's going to happen. You don't you're not expecting it until that camera angle pan angles around, and then you see what happens, which I'm not going to get into. But I have to say, I had a lot of fun watching 1917. I love the fact that they actually used the camera angles the way they did. The cinematography is really good. The plot is really good. You care about the characters. You're involved with the film. The director invites you on this journey through the camera angles. You can't go wrong with a movie like 1917. Plus, I'm also a huge history buff as well so for them to actually incorporate st- this movie into the world war one realm i really liked it i feel like sean mendez did really good for a one-off and you know i think that this movie deserves the praise that it got and i wish that it actually won more academy awards than what it did and everything but for what it won I'm, i praise it all the way through like i said i wish i could have actually gone out to see this movie and support it whenever I did, but there's some stuff that, of course, got in the way of that, so I didn't get to see it, but now that I did and rented this thing on Redbox, I strongly recommend that you guys check that out. Now, I'm going to be talking about a movie called Just Mercy, and Just Mercy takes place in 1987 at first, where Jamie Foxx is, in it. well, basically, he's on death row because of a murder that he may or may not have committed, and of course, you know, this is actually dealing with racism. This is dealing with corrupt people, cops, politics. It deals with a whole entire cluster of stuff. Not only that, but I like Michael B. Jordan's character because he's actually a character that you can actually love in this story because of the fact that he has passion for what he does. He cares about the people in this film. And then also, too, at the very beginning, he starts off as just a student in law from Harvard. And then it comes back about maybe, I want to say three years later and everything. And then that's whenever he starts investigating this whole entire crime in Alabama with Jamie Foxx's character. And I have to say, the chemistry between Michael B. Jordan and Jamie Foxx actually works out really well. Then I liked, like I said, I like Michael B. Jordan's character. I like Jamie Foxx's character. The family that Jamie Foxx has that's backing him up actually feels like a family. So when you feel hurt... When they feel hurt, you feel hurt because of the verdict or whatever that's their trials and stuff like that that they're actually going through. And that's something that I haven't experienced in a while because I love that whole entire emotion of feeling something for for characters that are actually going through something, especially whenever they want their father or the family member to come home because they because they might have he might have been falsely accused of a crime that he didn't do. And also too is the fact that Michael B. Jordan's character gets close to that family. And my favorite quote in that movie was the fact that whenever his partner, 
which is his lawyer partner, tells him this. He goes, you know, part of my profession, when, when I was told, was not to get close to the people that you're serving because of the fact that you get that closeness with that family. And you shouldn't do that because of the fact of if it doesn't go the way that you wanted to go or anything like that. And go awiry to the point where the family might not trust you. They might not like you. But she said that's all BS. Because of the fact that when you, when they're hurting, you're hurting. And they feel like family. And that's exactly how I feel about the, this whole entire movie. It's like I'm invited into this family that is going through this turmoil of wanting Jamie Foxx back. And then you're on this emotional roller coaster is of the whole entire fact. Is he innocent or is he not innocent? Is he going to get out of jail or is he not going to get out of jail? And Michael B. Jordan has to try and be the one to try and prove his innocence. And I really love the fact that they go into the whole entire thing because it actually shows you how racist people can actually be, especially whenever you're dealing with corruption. And I love that whole entire aspect where it's like, okay, this might not work out the way that I'm hoping that it works out at the end because of the fact that you're dealing with corrupt judges, you're dealing with corrupt cops, you're dealing with the, uh, corrupt uh, pe- uh, people in town. You're dealing with a whole cluster of people, even racist people as well. And also, too, I love the whole entire aspect of what Michael B. Jordan is doing. He cares so much. He wants to do so much for the people he's involved with. He even tries his best to try and keep somebody off of the death row sentencing and everything too. You know, it shows the struggle of winning some and losing some. And that's what I like. It's not about the person winning all the time because of course, you know, you have to lose some to win some. And, you know, you're dealing with... Another thing too is I like the fact that they're dealing with somebody's life in this movie because of the fact that... You know, it shows the responsibility of a lawyer where you're involved with this person up to a certain point, and if they're proven guilty, they're going to wind up dying. But it goes to show you on the level of acting that Michael B. Jordan can do because he can actually do, because I'm going to tell you, the director did a fantastic job at bringing out the best out of Michael B. Jordan with this movie. And, you know, it shows you the responsibility of being a lawyer and you're caring for your, the person that you're representing. You want the very best for, your, for the person that you're representing. And you're hoping that you do a, a, the best job that you can possibly be doing as a person that's actually representing somebody. And that's what I like. I like the fact that it shows the responsibility and the accountability that he has to go through and how that constant struggle of him trying to prove the, his innocence and then even though the evidence actually shows it that the shows what Jamie Foxx is by the end of it and everything you can still see the corruption you can still see people trying to slow the process down you can still see that it's going to be a constant uphill struggle for Michael B. Jordan and Jamie Foxx and then also too you even have the whole entire thing where where Michael B. Jordan winds up saying, well, you know, you're supposed to be protecting the innocents, but here's the thing. You're not just protecting, you're only protecting the white innocents. What about the people of color that needs protection too? I love the fact that he actually pointed that out just to show how hypocritical the other side, uh, that side is and everything because both sides need to be represented the, 
represented represented and only that but they both sides are supposed to be equal no matter what i love that whole entire aspect of this movie it makes you care about the characters it makes you want to be drawn into this whole entire thing where if he's innocent or not if jamie fox is innocent or not i really have to say jamie fox does a fantastic job at someone that's actually struggling in the prison cell and also too shows you the struggle in the prison cell of someone that's actually going on death row and about how the prisoners actually tries to be there for somebody that's actually being on death row because of the fact that, you know, they want to, sh- to show them that, hey, look, just because we're not witnessing you dying or anything like that, we're still here for you and everything. So they go on ahead, they beat on the on the cells with their cups and everything so the way it can echo through the vent. I really like that aspect of it because it shows that they're actually emotionally drawn to that person and they care about that person and, you know, their thoughts are with them. So I thought that was actually a pretty good movie. I really have to say Just Mercy was a really great movie. If you haven't seen Just Mercy, go on and check it out now. That movie is also at Redbox, so you guys can actually check that out. And, you know, like I said... These two movies, I strongly recommend it. I didn't get a chance to see Just Mercy because it was only playing at select theaters over here. So I missed out on that one as well. So if you haven't had a chance to check out that, I strongly recommend that you do so. But now I'm going to be getting a little bit sweaty with you. I'm going to go on ahead and I'm going to talk about the fact that Sam Raimi is going to be directing Doctor Strange 2. And I love the fact that Sam Raimi is directing uh, Doctor Strange 2 because I, I think he could bring a very good balance of humor and horror into this whole entire element of Doctor Strange. And especially when they introduce Nightmare, if you don't know who Nightmare is, he's pretty much the Freddy Krueger of Marvel when you actually think about it because of the fact that Doctor Strange it has to go enter the Nightmare realm. And try and take Nightmare down. And Nightmare actually is the eater of dreams. He's Like I said, he's the Freddy Krueger of the Marvel Universe. And also, too, I have to say, I mean, I think that we're going to be okay with Sam Raimi. I, I, like, I like the Evil Dead remake. I also like uh, the second Spider-Man movie. I thought that was really good. I didn't care for the third one. But still, yeah, the second one doesn't hold up as well as it does now. Um, doesn't hold up as good as it did back then because I actually went on ahead and revisited it. It doesn't hold up now. But, you know, for back then and everything, I thought it was a really good comic book movie for a sequel for Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. But, you know, I think that Sam Raimi is a good, a good director when it comes down to doing humor and also bringing in his horror elements as well. And I know that nobody really cared for the remake of the evil dead but hey i enjoyed the original evil dead and i also enjoyed the remake of the evil dead which i felt like were both equal to the point where i can't say which one was better or which one wasn't but you know i I like sam raimi i think he's gonna bring a very different level of dr strange i'm hoping that they actually give dr strange a lot more layers to his character because i'd like to actually see him go a little bit darker just to see what he can do but Man, Nightmare is just one of those characters that I've always loved. There's just something about dark characters within the Marvel Universe, like Morbius and stuff like that, that I always found fascinated about. 
So for them to go on ahead, get someone like Sam Raimi to direct the second Doctor Strange movie, I'm all for it because I want to see him. Tra- I want him to travel through other realms to actually explore other realms to where people can actually understand the realms better. Don't get me wrong; they actually introduced the realms a little bit here and there in Ant Man and also a little bit in the first Doctor Strange movie. But I want them to go even deeper into it than they normally do. I think Sam Raimi is actually going to do that. I can't wait. I'm excited for Doctor Strange 2. So tell me what you guys have to think say about that. You know, I like I said, I'm excited about that. Just Mercy was a great movie. And also, too, Sam Mendes with 1917. The movie was just awesome. So if you've seen that, go on ahead and check those out. And I know I'm kind of this kind of short. But I'm hoping to do... um do a little bit more of a longer episode tomorrow because I want to actually talk about some other stuff. So tell me what you guys think about this episode. Tell me what you guys have to say. Don't forget to go on ahead, share this with everybody. If you do have any questions or whatever, go on ahead, comment, not comment, but go ahead, send me out a voicemail message and I'll answer your question on the ear. Or I might actually play your voicemail message and answer it on the ear. Either way it goes, you're still going to get something answered on the ear. But Another thing, too, is I also want to say this. Thank you for supporting my channel for for all this time. It really does mean a lot to me that I actually have the support of the listeners and people actually loving what I'm putting out. So, you know, uh, until next time. Bye-bye.